0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: Amen. The book of Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 13 and 14. It's a very familiar, well-worn path in some of your Bibles. It is uh, probably underlined or highlighted in some way. But the apostle Paul said to the church at Philippi, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. I press, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in God, of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I with the help of the Lord today just want to talk about the past. Because we all have one, the past, we all have one. A lot of times our past is not pretty. Our past are filled with things that we wish somehow we could just go back and eradicate. But I just wanna strongly suggest to all of us in this house today that it had, not, had it not been for our past, we could not be standing in our present Amen, and so even when we were the ones that maybe initiated the scars, the bruises, or the wounds, Romans 8 and 28, God took those things and he worked them toward our favor and our good. God can do that today. I love you, Lord, and I ask you to bless this word to our heart. I pray your anointing, God, will just continue to flow in this house. That anointing that we have felt from the very onset of this service in our opening prayer this morning all throughout our first service, our prayer, God, that just filled the gap between our services today, our praise and worship, and even to what we feel in this very moment. God, strengthen us now in your holy name. Amen, amen. You can be seated. There are most likely several people represented here today, or maybe even those that will join us by way of internet, that has fantasized about how wonderful it would be if we could just have a do-over in life, if we could just kind of wipe the slate clean and somehow if we could just go back to zero, set all the dials back, and this time around, we would know what to do, what to avoid, and we would just have a much clearer path before us, or so it seems. And in that idealistic, mindset, things would be different, wouldn't they? I mean, surely we wouldn't make some of those same mistakes again. We would we would know at certain intersections of life when to say yes, when to say no, when to turn right, when to turn left. We would use some of the knowledge that we had gained along the way to avoid some of those same pitfalls, mistakes, potholes. No doubt All of us have just envisioned, perhaps not even in a lifetime, but just in a season of time. If we could just turn back the hands of time, if I could just go back to this moment, maybe we feel we made a wrong choice concerning our career or other things maybe that that really uh, impact our lives in a more long-term fashion. I mean, if you, you know, we've all uh, sat down at a restaurant and realized when it was too late that that was a bad decision. But, you know, that's short term. That's a short runway. (laughs) And, uh, you know, not a lot of backlash from things like that. But there's other things we sign up for. My wife and I did that not long ago. We were away for a few days. And and, uh, we decided we would just go into a restaurant. And we didn't recognize one thing on the menu. But we thought, well, let's just be daring and oh, was it daring. <laughs> oh, was it daring. It would have been much better if everything had seemed like it was on sale, but it had seemed to be tripled in price and we got through it, but we're here today. We lived and we know now, we kind of put a little red flag right there and we won't do that again. Some things are very short term poor decisions, but other things have a much longer runway and much more severe consequences. But Maybe it's too late and some things you can't turn around and get back to that place in time. But we've, we kind of fantasize if only we could begin again. These kind of events occur every day and no one is exempt from them. And uh, the past, it's the past. We think about things that we've done that we would do differently if we just had that at-bat opportunity again. Obviously, we can't turn back time What's done in many cases is done. The mistakes we've made are there and there's nothing that we can do to change them. There is no indication here that uh, if we could get back that we would even be able to do that. But the good news that I have for you today is this. Is that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ gives us a chance to redo a lot of things again. And we can't go back 10 years in time and etc. but aren't you thankful for forgiveness of the past? Amen, aren't you thankful that God has the ability to reach down and take our yesterdays and separate them according to his word as far as the east is from the west? Or what we would refer to in the scripture as that sea of forgetfulness. That's not exactly how it's stated in scripture but that is the implication, amen, that God will remember them no more. It's a little bit hard for me to comprehend that. I think it's a little bit hard for you to comprehend that when we kneel down in prayer and ask God to forgive us of something that he has already forgiven us of that he has no idea what we're talking about because he has the the power and the ability to forget, amen. Today it's Pentecost Sunday and I understand what that means in the world of Pentecost but I would submit to you today that every Sunday ought to be Pentecost Sunday. Amen, I don't wanna just highlight one time where the power of God falls, but every Sunday, it's Pentecost Sunday. And I wanna tell you this morning, if you're here with scars, if you're here with wounds, if you're here with poor decisions from your yesterday, there is forgiveness for your past here today in your present. You don't have to go home like you came. You don't have to go home like you came, but God can touch us and anoint us. Amen, amen. I am so thankful that there is forgiveness, but I want to tell you today and warn you that there are many people that have forgiven, have received the forgiveness of the Lord, but they still allow themselves to plague themselves by the past. I mean, it it, it just is what it is. For most of us, the past holds many good memories. I don't want to imply that, that everybody's past is just full of ugly and scars and and blood and guts, but we remember the good times. There are some good times, and I will tell you that even folded among the wrinkles of the bad times are some good times, times when we enjoyed life and times when we were with people that were special to us and and, uh, we remember special events. We remember days of birth or certain anniversaries and celebrations, and those are wonderful times, memories that take us back. We don't do this every year. Uh, but several times through the years my wife and i on our anniversary have pulled out our wedding our wedding album and begin to look through those pictures and we're trying to figure out who those kids are <laughs> that standing down at the front but it's a good thing to go back and you remember who that who was there and, and 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 our conversations are filled with you know well there's old uncle so-and-so and there's aunt so-and-so and and maybe they have been passed from this life for a long time but there's something significant about looking back at that past. Memories, good memories at least can be a wonderful thing. It's good to be able to tune in and play them back. It brings a smile to our face. The past can also give us a tremendous perspective. The past can teach us many things about living in the present. When I make a mistake, I want to mark that down and I want to say I don't ever want to do that again. I, I enjoy tools, I enjoy almost any kind of hand tool and one of the ways that I have gone about collecting tools is that when I'm on a job and I realize that if I had a better tool that I could more efficiently do this job, I don't let the next job catch me if I can without having that tool or if I'm on a job and I see somebody else using a tool that I think might be beneficial, then I kinda make a note of that and I wanna go back there because I don't ever wanna get caught in that position again because the past taught me a lesson. The past taught me a lesson and so as we, uh, the past, I believe, can teach us many things about our present. It can help us then as we move forward it's an age old illustration, but the past is like a rear view mirror in a car i I don't ever want to be without a rear view mirror you know they're not as bad as fault they're not as bad to fall off nowadays as they used to be <laughs> I just reached back and got a few of those silver heads They're nodding you there was a time when when the the- the rear view mirror was just attached to the windshield of your car you just go get in your car on a hot day and it was laying on the dash and you either gotta go get somebody to fix it or you gotta get all the stuff to fix it yourself the point is is that you're probably gonna have to drive a few miles without a rear view mirror and you never know how bad you miss one until it's not in its place Amen. The past is like a rear view mirror. When we are moving forward, riding down the road, I understand the safety aspect of why we have a rear view mirror, but that rear view mirror in many ways can also at a glance tell us where we've been. It can. We can look back and see where we've been, but I don't want to keep trying to live my life looking where I've been. I'm thankful for where I've been because even in some of the scars, I remember I believe it was Brother Craig Crowder that, that wrote a song. He or uh, Brother Larry Carter that sang or wrote a song about don't take the scars because they remind me of the fool that I have been. Don't remove those scars because it reminds me of some path that I've journeyed down. Don't remove the scars, Lord. Just help me to heal and move forward. I'm thankful that I can glance in the rearview mirror and see some mistakes that I've made. Right turns when I should have turned left and vice versa. When I should have moved forward, I stopped. And when I stopped, I should have moved forward. But I'm gonna tell you Today, when I look up and I see where the Lord has brought me from when I look back at my past and I just see how much his grace has done when I see where the hand of the Lord has just moved hallelujah forgive the illustration but like a pawn on a chest we're just moved and we're moved and we're moved and it made no sense at the moment but God said I gotta get you here because I'm, on the, I'm gonna take you on the way there and I gotta have you here if I'm gonna get you there and so I'll tell you today that our past our past is significant because had it not been for where we've been we would not be standing where we are hallelujah and I am thankful today to be where I am the past the past the past makes us more knowledgeable the past makes us wiser and in that regard the past is good But the past also has a dark side. The past can be a prison. It's possible for the past to put us in our own bondage, along with good memories. We all have memories of failure, memories when we made poor decisions, memories when we impulsively stepped out when we should not. Sometimes our memory can serve to haunt us. Our failures can cause us to see ourselves as failures as a person, as a whole. Our failures can make it seem impossible to go back and break the patterns of failure in our life. And if we are not careful, we can typecast ourselves and typecast our future by what we have been in the past. And we put ourselves in bondage. We shackle ourselves because of what we did yesterday, or a year ago, or 10 years ago, in some extreme cases, I realize I'm swinging the pendulum far, but in some extreme cases, people sit in mental institutions today because they constantly relive the events of a tragic past, they just can't seem to get beyond. I don't mean that critical, but I'm just being honest with you, they just can't seem to get beyond Something that happened in their life. Many people that that have all kind of tendencies that come out in their life that seem odd, seem rather unusual, that seem a little bit socially unacceptable. If you realize many times, if just think about uh, there are people that have hoarding issues. I'm not talking about somebody that's just pack rats but I mean real hoarding issues if you know anything about it it can be a very serious thing and when you start peeling back the layers of trouble there you realize that many times there was something tragic that happened something very very tragic that happened and that person could not get over the past and it started revealing itself in that way many of these people uh, many of these people are professional people They they may live in absolute squalor with paths in their house, but they may get up and go and, and work as an RN all day in a hospital somewhere, or they may work as a CPA in an accounting firm. And so it just doesn't have to be a down and outer. It can be just somebody that can be locked and prison imprisoned by their past, plagued by poor decisions, and, and they're trapped by what, what what seems like in their lives to have been, and they can't see beyond that tragic moment. And so I ask you today how then are we to deal with that how are we to deal with poor decisions how can we get out of this cycle And how can we stop recounting every event of our lives like a real playing in reverse amen how can I stop that film from running in my mind repeatedly all the negative emotions that we felt then are somehow brought right back to the table and our yesterday seems like our present time because we just can't let go of the past people that beat themselves up over events that are gone they're forever gone can I tell you today that yesterday is an unreachable land you can't get back to yesterday we can't go back there and untie and untangle and iron out all of those things but some people surrender to the past and they realize at least in their mind that they can never rise above it so they resign them Cells that this is my new address. This is where I live. I'll just have to live out the rest of my days here. This I'll have to live out the rest of my days at this intersection. But I'm going to tell you that I believe the Spirit of God can give us the power. <coughs> To defy our past, the Spirit of God, His holiness in our lives, amen. Can give us the power to say, Yes, I made a mistake. Yes, I shouldn't have ever done that. Maybe never gone there, but it is not going to define me. I am going to defy it. Hallelujah. My poorest decision is not going to be my defining moment. My lowest ebb in my life is not going to be the moment that I get my identity. I I'm going to press forward. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I, I believe that somehow we understand that our past is an unchangeable part of history, but I believe we can do something about today. Today. How do you deal with the memories of the past? Amen. I will tell you that when we make a mistake, we have got to do something about it then. Right then. I haven't always been the best husband, but I'll tell you how I've become a better husband was by realizing that I hadn't always been the best husband. Hadn't always been there when I should have. Well, I can give you the mic, you can talk about you. <laughs> hadn't always made the right decisions. I hadn't always had the right things to say, but I'm gonna tell you the way you learn is because of the mistakes that you made so I'm gonna, if I have a chance to do that again I'm going to redo it I'll do it differently I'm going to I hadn't always been the best father hadn't always been the, not the best parents that are sitting in this room today but we learn to become I think sometimes that's what people makes people such great grandparents I'm being honest they've already had one time around well, I'll just leave that alone, I guess. I believe there are some things that we gotta do if we're gonna effectively conquer our past. I believe the first thing we've gotta do is realize this as fundamental as it may sound, that the past is the past and you can't get back there. It's just gone, it's finished, it's ended, it's, it's, it's past. My dad was my dad was just the world's worst or the world's best. I don't know which you want to categorize it, but my dad, if my dad saw something of value in a road, we was turning around. (laughs) And that got in me, that gene got in me. And so the other day, my wife and I were on the interstate and we were just almost to the very first Gainesville exit. And and I mean, it was just like a NASCAR track. We're out there with everybody else and we come past a big ball of of chain and my wife said, that's a chain, and she said, I said, yes, it was. She said, and you're going back, aren't you? (laughs) It's not worth that, but I'm gonna tell you, I thought about it several times. (laughs) And then I realized you just can't get back. I mean, I had to go all the way back to Alachua <laughs> and go back, back. And so my point is, some things are just not worth going back for. Not counting getting killed, trying to cross three lanes of traffic to get it. See I just thought about that. I was first just thinking about the gas and the mileage and the time. <laughs> Think about risking life and limb. <laughs> it's over. It's done and I just got at peace once I realized I couldn't get back I don't know who wound up with that chain (laughs) you can't change one thing if we could get back we couldn't change it what's done is done whether it was yesterday or years ago the second thing we must do is recognize the satanic strategy that is involved in reminding you of your past and it is a satanic strategy. The accuser of the brethren. I want to tell you that the devil's met me an altar of prayer way more than one time. You kneel down to pray and that's when all the accusations, that's when all the yakety yak comes. His strategy is to discourage and defeat you. And the third thing you got to recognize is it's what you can do about the past. Well, While you can't change the past, you can just respond to past memories. I can change how I'm going to respond to those. I can change my strategy. And so here is where we come to our text. And that is to pray and ask God to help us do what he obviously gave the apostle Paul the power to do to a degree. Because he said forgetting those things which are behind. Now I think the help to forgetting those things which are behind is found in the next portion of that verse that says, Reaching forth for the things that are before. It's not that we can just sit down on a stump and try to forget everything that's happened, but I think what helps wash our past to the past is because we're busy reaching for the things that are before us. I can't get back there anyway, so I can just be better. And so when I speak about forgetting the past, I'm not talking about mentally forgetting that, although there are many things that I wish I could forget. Unfortunately, God created our minds powerfully. They're incredible. And things that we think we have forgotten, something can just happen Uh, an event, a smell, a song and just a recall just kicks in and takes us back sometimes even decades even though we might not remember something consciously it's there, it's printed and that recall reminds us of that every act, word, deed, situation, circumstance is there, it's embedded, it's with us and so when Paul speaks about forgetting the past he means that we gotta forget in the sense that we no longer allow that to control our lives I understand that I and countless other ministers before me have, have uh, mentioned this again and again, but I think it is such an incredibly important and, and just if I could just say with great respect, I think it's just such a cool portion of scripture and when Jacob wrestled with the angel all night and then his name was changed. Amen. And in scripture there are many other people that called him Jacob but he never referred to himself as Jacob ever again. No more will you be called Jacob. And so even while others couldn't forget his past, Jacob said, I'm not going to refer to that anymore because that's not who that's who I was. That's not who I am. I have been changed. Amen. I will tell you that unless we Stop allowing the past to control our lives. We'll be on that tether and we'll attempt to move forward in life only to be snatched back time and time again to the person that we used to be. But I believe that the Lord can liberate us from the past. I know he can. The reason Jesus came to offer his life on the cross is so that our sins could be forgiven and the Lord can forgive our past. And and the Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ can release us from not only sin but the guilt associated with sin. In Romans 8 and 33, Paul said, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. And so who are you to lay something at someone's feet because God is the one in the justification business. In verse 34, Paul reminds that Jesus Christ maketh intercession for us. There is nothing in our past too great that God can't handle. No sin too big for God to forgive. The Lord can enable us, enable us and to be released from the past and move on to what he has in store for us. I believe, as I mentioned a moment ago, that part of being set free from our past is not just sitting down and in some static, dormant position trying to forget, but we have got to be engaged in something that presses us forward. Amen, I've got to deliberately get active in my present. The, the, The apostle Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth, pressing. There's something about people that are reaching forward to a new day that helps them forget the old day. Hey. I've got to deal with the past effectively. In order for me to do that, I need to engage myself into a current, present, active ministry that God could call us to, and we're all called to minister in some degree. Amen. There was an experiment done with a Great Northern Pike where the fish were placed into a tank with its favorite food, which were minnows. The problem was that in this large glass tank, there was a glass divider inserted between the pike and the minnows and so every time the great pike went for the minnows they just bumped their head on that center divider and they bumped the end of their nose and finally they were convinced that the minnows were beyond reach you can't go there you can't get them finally uh, just to try to prove a point in this experiment They removed the divider. And when they removed the divider, the great northern pike not even attempted to try to get one of the minnows because time and time again they stopped and they were convinced that they can never do it again. So can I tell you today that that's what the enemy would love to do. He would like to take our bruises from trying in the past. He would like to take the scars of failing in the past and convince us that we never can, that we never would, that we never should. But I'm gonna tell you today... If we're not careful, we'll become like that pike. And when the obstacle is removed out of the way, we'll never try it again. Lord, help us to not get locked in our past. It doesn't matter that we've not done this before. It doesn't matter that we've never been here before. It doesn't matter that we're in uncharted waters. I am going to tell you that regardless of where we failed or how we failed in the past, God can and will touch us again. Praise God. Praise God. Then if I'm going to live successfully in the future, I've got to put the past aside. And I've got to be intentional about that. I've got to be intentional. The past seems to trap us and discourage us to the point that we don't want to try anymore. But the Apostle Paul said, I've got to reach forward for what lies ahead. I've got to press because there's something greater in front of me than the mistake that is behind me. Amen. You find me who you will. And no matter how much their successes are, are, are known or, or how much we may applaud their successes, I'll promise you, I'll promise you that somewhere in their past, there was a wrong decision and they learned from that wrong decision. And they just kept pressing forward and they just kept moving forward. They just kept going You see, it's hard to steer a parked car because a parked car is going nowhere. So it doesn't matter how much you turn the wheel. Not only is there resistance, but you're not gonna change the direction of a parked car. And so when the Lord calls us, we've got to move forward. No matter how incrementally we move forward, if we just start moving, You may not be setting the world on fire. Your name may not be on the marquee. You may not hold the world's record, but you just have to start somewhere. Amen. It's possible for a person to believe in the Lord intellectually and just have an academic understanding of him, read the word of the Lord, but not really know him. We can study the lives of many men and women of history. We can study the life of George Washington. We can study the life of Abraham Lincoln and we can get to know them intellectually, so to speak. We can know their place in history, but we don't really know them, know them. Amen, I've gotta, I've, I don't wanna just have an intellectual faith of the Lord. I want to hold on to him. I wanna know him. Amen, I, wanna, I know that I can trust him with my life. I know I can trust him with my future Amen. But you see, we got to be willing to take this a step further. As we stretch forward, I've got to have a determined mindset and attitude of our text. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand and I'll read our text again. I count not myself to have apprehended. I don't have it all together. I have not checked every box, not rung every bell. But this one thing I do. You know, of course this is all supposition at its most base point. But in the curiosity of man, we have tried to figure out many times certain portions of scripture. We know that Paul sought the Lord three times for a deliverance from what he refers to as a thorn in the flesh. We don't know what that may be and there's a lot of speculation as to what it may be. I'm not telling you this is what it is. I've just often wondered if it wasn't guilt. The guilt of all of the people he had murdered The guilt of all of the women and the children and innocent people that he had slaughtered, all in the name of religion. Now he has this Damascus Road experience. He realizes who the Lord is, allows himself to be used, and now he's ministering in some of those same camps. He's looking into the eyes of people. that He's greatly affected. I don't know. I don't know that. A lot of guilt. But Paul said, I, I got to forget those things. I've got to keep reaching and pressing and pushing. And because of his ability to do that, I don't think there's one of us that would not consider the Apostle Paul to be one of the greatest contributors to the New Testament. But I just wonder what would have happened to the Apostle Paul if he had gotten locked and couldn't press forward. Saved? Yes. But what would his mental, spiritual emotional capacity be and what would his contribution to the New Testament church be? But because he was able to get up and walk on, walk on, walk on. I've heard Brother J.H. Osborn refer to that particular passage of scripture and talking about Paul preaching in churches where there were children without parents and maybe a wife without a husband. There were constant reminders of the bloodbath the Apostle Paul had caused. But he said, I can't sit here. I got to keep pressing on. Amen. I'm going to tell you today that we are in real warfare. We are in real warfare. Please don't ever doubt that we're not. Amen. To be plagued by the past is to be under spiritual attack, to suppress, to hold down. And that's why I've got to consider Paul's counterattack. I got to keep pressing. I got to get up and I got to get up and I got to press forward. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? This
0: message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.